Always loving local music on the morning mix. You know what it is. Jalisa. Actually, a daughter featuring Jalisa. This one is titled Shege. Good morning and welcome to the morning mix on Informante Radio. I hope you guys are enjoying the Thursday morning so far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make it they can do <laughs> Die mic vooral voor jou, kijk hoe je. Morgen, morgen, morgen. Morning, morning, morning. Yes. Wie is het? 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 Wie a bit of dear McCarnes. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not the morning mix. That, that, that is what makes the show authentic. <laughs> is when the show is dear McCarnes. 
And then we have Maria also walking in. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maria, please come come take a seat. Hmm? Where's my mic? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Start the show, please. No, no. Everybody is watching because uh, our guest looks completely completely out of sorts here like it's a tire and never can what can only so yes as a so as a belief jay moon on the guest for still okay and that was my tomb of an exercise yeah uh, good belief. morning maria good hmm? morning maria good morning hmm. yeah it's so i'm keeping this on i'm coughing so are you coughing yeah. uh, so I go, 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 home. Home. <laughs> go home please yeah no sits one too come on come sit here yeah yeah there's nobody around you it's uh, <laughs> it it is uh, a pleasure this morning, and once again, good morning to all Namibians out there. Everybody who tuned in, uh, we see that people as from as far as Angola, London, um, and the Klomp Buchters here, they all tuned in this morning. Yeah, bro. And um, it is our pleasure to welcome in studio this morning uh, the CEO of the Namibia Tourism Board, uh, Mr. Digo Ngaubeb. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Neville. In fact, it's a, such a surprise because the setup is totally different. Yeah. All things look in Homacha, but I'm trying to settle in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, welcome to the new setup. This, this is the new radio setup, uh, a new TV setup as well. Yes. And, and uh, you know, Odigo, I always liked you as a friend for many years. The man comes to you so. Lungs me, he's, he's got, he's, he sits here with a Chelsea face mask. <laughs> I never knew that you were a Chelsea supporter. Oh, yeah, that's a top secret. What do I tell you my secret? But at least I have the divulged this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea is a typical Vambulokasi team. It's wow. just Dongruk men who support it. Blood, my pies look Okay, the truth just came out. Mr. Ngaubeb, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. I think the uh, the discussion that we're going to be having this morning is going to be very interesting. Um, um, and guys, you guys would, would obviously um, mm. agree with me. I think in the last two days, Maria, um, Cubase, I think in terms of um, the COVID-19 response, um, in terms of the economy, mm. um, everything, especially when we discussed tourism, it was quite a topic. So uh, I would just like to urge, and we would like to urge everybody out there who was so fiery two days ago in discussing the tourism or the opening up of the borders topic. Jelet was klomp goede gepraat. Jelet was klomp al die grand ideas gehad. Jelet was klomp ideas gehad as to this economy. So Audigo is here to discuss this now with us this morning. I think first and foremost, uh, Mr. Ngaube, maybe we can just for people to to understand. To sort of set, set the framework for the discussion. Yeah, maybe basically just set the framework for the discussion. So what 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 is the mandate at this moment in time of the of the NTB of the Namibia Tourism Board? No, in general, our mandate is to market Namibia as a destination of choice, mm -hmm. both for domestic travelers and international travelers mm. uh, to travel and enjoy our beautiful landscapes and diversity that we do have. And so through doing that, of course, we are selling an experience. We don't sell a product. Mm -hmm. So basically for you to uh, either unwind or 
be at the top of your mind. And then the next mandate we have is to regulate the tourism industry by asking businesses to register with us and to meet certain uh, requirements and standards for mm -hmm. safety and comfort of the guests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's, that basically forms the framework of, 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 of the mandate of, of NTB. Mm -hmm. Exactly the point. Uh, now, uh, the, the, the uh, president announced this, uh, uh, I can't remember, did you call it a targeted approach, but from the 15th of July, um, where we are going to basically test the waters with uh, a couple of tourists being allowed to enter the country. Well, more than a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's let's be generous for this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, uh, of course, he did also mention that this was going to be done in collaboration with the private sector. Um, can you perhaps just maybe fill us in on how far those discussions are and, and yeah. how they're going? Perhaps? Yes, basically we have, as they say, it um, started um, running with the ideas. So mm. we had discussions yesterday where we involved... The private sector, mm. of course, it's not only the private sector because there are various role players mm. uh, in the tourism industry chain, such as the Namibia Airports Company, because obviously somebody has to land somewhere. Mm -hmm. Somehow they must fly, so you have to engage the airlines as well, because the private sector is the one that is the end beneficiary when uh, clients do uh, make use of their facilities and services. So in these discussions, the issue here is that government set two guidelines it should be direct flight, mm -hmm. and it should be destinations or originating destinations with limited infection cases. Mm -hmm. So that's the guiding framework. But then as a uh, sector, we looked at it and said, okay, fine, besides that, there could be other additional things that we need to look at. For example, destination from which the tourists must be coming from should have a higher impact in terms of money spent. Mm -hmm. Because definitely you don't want tourists who would then come here and stay with people, families, and not spend money. Mm. So we're looking at those who would really make use of tourism facilities. Mm. Um, and also the numbers, that's what we looked at. And so we went back in history the last couple of years as we have been releasing arrival statistics. Mm -hmm. And the common denominator that came to forth is, in particular, as we know international travel has been German-speaking Europe, which is basically Germany, Switzerland, Austria, to mm. some extent Luxembourg. <coughs> if you look at an African continent, it's usually your Angola and South Africa, but we know the situation. Mm. So definitely with the rising cases in South Africa and South African government having made certain statements that uh, they might only look at opening even their own border sometime in October or towards the end of October, definitely that automatically rules out the South Africa out of the equation. Mm. But again, when we looked at it from that perspective, we said, okay, fine, already there's an established uh, direct flights between Vintuk and Frankfurt. It's currently serviced by three airlines, which is Air Namibia and um, Eurowings and Contour Airlines. So it makes a good business case mm. because there's an already approved um, license for people to fly, mm. the airlines to fly. Mm. And then we looked at the case and said, okay, Germany, when you get in Europe, has not had so many cases unlike... Italy, which is also one of our source markets. Yeah. UK is also one of our source markets. Mm. So France also had its cases. So we looked at and said, and we looked at the, the broker's frameworks that the German government is also putting in place in terms of now few cases have rocked up in some regions with the big butcheries, but now they have contained, they are sort of containing it. So we looked at mm. all those aspects and said, maybe that would be the best avenue for us to consider, to explore, to say, let us probably start 
uh, working with on bilateral because it has to be a bilateral agreement mm. with Germany. So once we have done the details, then the government of the day would have to then consult the German government to come to an agreement whether German government will of course <coughs> the fact is that we have decided as Namibia we are going to open but German has not said so mm. currently they are looking at opening borders within Europe itself so we are looking at inter-regional travel in Europe but not international as that point in time mm. so those discussions need to happen and if they are satisfied with the safety measures and protocols that we have put in place definitely maybe they can go give a go ahead which at which time we'd have to do aggressive marketing to encourage and incentivize these travelers to travel to Namibia but of course there are caveats in this process currently uh, one of the conditions that the government has set was, of course, the other is the international one where you have to be tested before departure because yeah. some countries look at four days, some mm. look at five days. In our case, it's three days because we're talking about 72 hours before your departure that you need to be tested. Mm. You need to have a health certificate that shows that you are safe and cleared in terms of um, COVID. On arrival, we will they are saying they will screen you, but then they want you to be quarantined for 14 days, and that's the caveat. Because generally in Namibia, it's a long-haul destination. On average, tourists stays between 12 to 14 days. Now, if you have to add another 14 days on top of that, mm. it gives you about a month. So certainly when you take to uh, holidays, you know yourself because you have to take a vacation leave. Mm. Because you, unless you are probably a pensioner and you have enough time and yeah. at your disposal, then you can probably <clears> take so many days. So that becomes a challenge. Secondly, you have to be quarantined at your own cost. So who wants to be quarantined at own cost yeah. when you are supposed to be doing holiday becomes a challenge. Mm. Of course, the facility where you are to be quarantined will be determined by the government. Mm. So we don't know at what kind of a facility you will end up. Mm. Yeah. yeah, basically, maybe if you were to be quarantined, let's say, if you, at a lodge for mm. 14 days, maybe at your cost, at least maybe makes a business case because you could do things here and there in yeah. within those 14 days and once you are released, then you can do the rest of the tour. Mm. So this becomes a challenge that we need to clear up with mm. the government and of course, we have the mandate also as a tourism board to advise so we'd have to provide the advisory services to see, because we understand perfectly the uh, the departure point of the government because they want to strike balance between economic development and health. So they don't want more of the Namibians being infected by people who are coming in <coughs> outside the country. But those are the difficulties and challenges because automatically, besides the tourist itself, then you look at the airlines. Because, okay, for the case of Qatar and Ethiopian airlines, normally they do arrive around about 11. At the same time, they depart like at 2 in the afternoon. So their mm. employees or the crew do not deplane. So at uh -huh. least they are safe. They stay, but, they yeah, stay on the plane. They stay on the plane. But now mm. if you do a direct flight... In terms of, let's say, the case of Air Namibia, they would have to leave at during night, arrive in Frankfurt. That crew must, in terms of international IATA rules, mm. they must rest at least another <coughs> 14 hours. So they would remain in Germany. So another mm. set of crew have to bring the other tourists on to Namibia. Now the issue is for Namibians, when they arrive back, the crew, would they be quarantined for 14 days? Same applies now with the, let's say, Luft, not Lufthansa, but... Uh, Euro wings and Condor, they arrive in the morning, they mm. only depart late in the evening. This crew must deplane and rest somewhere. Mm. Now, the moment that you deplane, the rule <laughs> is you must be quarantined. Mm. Now, which airline would want their employee? That means you have to fly two sets. 
one that must be plane to be quarantined and the other one who should have slept the whole night on the airplane mm. and then probably fresh and then they can return with the clients. Mm. So that comes at a cost. So when you look at all this, weighing all these expenditures and costs, it wouldn't make business sense to, for a tourist or even for an airline to be flying as much as even we want to open our border. So that's going to be a new challenge that will be sitting during this trial period. Now, <clears throat> Mr. Ngabe, maybe just, uh, it's just something that I'm, mm. I'm just throwing, it, throwing out there. And I believe you, you mentioned that you know, a country like Germany would probably be one of the countries that we're looking at at the mm. moment mm. in terms of who we do allow inside mm. our country. Because it all depends on spending power mm. also. Mm. Because you don't want somebody to come and stay there in Okuriangawa and stay with family and friends there. Mm. Let's say, for instance, and I think, I think one of the biggest commodities um, are, are, are trophy hunters mm. normally come into our country mm -hmm. because trophy hunters spend top dollar um, when they come to, to Namibia. Yeah. Let's say, would government be able to, to accommodate, you know, a, a, a proposal, let's say... Um, farm owners here or who own hunting farms, mm. if they would offer, mm. and I'm just giving you a scenario, if they would offer, because all these guys probably mm. have helicopters, etc. Mm -hmm. If they would offer to come to the airport, pick up their trophy hunters, fly them straight to their hunting farms, where these guys take the quarantine responsibility on them mm. as 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 um, hunters and as and and accommodating these 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 trophy hunters for that quarantine period of say 14 days then obviously then still maybe they could stay another month or whatever mm. would would you think that would be something that government would maybe want to look at yeah i think uh, Neville, you are quite right because i because trophy hunting is part of tourism industry. Remember, mm. earlier on I said, if there was that feasibility yeah. that government could have allowed, yeah. for those 14-day quarantine, somebody could have been on a lodge. That is what I said, for example. Yes. Mm. And, of course, that risk and modalities are then developed. How do you manage those people? Because they should not, during that period, leave the lodge or the guest farm to towns or, or some other thing. Mm. Maybe that could, because currently as it stands, Mm. government will determine their facility, which we do not know. Are yeah. you going to be quarantined? Into? So these are the kinds of things that we need to discuss modalities. We have already uh, asked, and then on Friday, we would meet with the advisor to the president, uh -huh. where we will have to put these things on the table, mm. and maybe this can then be interrogated at government level to see what is the feasibility before we could come back probably through this platform also to confirm what are possibilities that can happen. Mm. Then as I said again, after you have looked at Germany, the other part that we are also considering is then to have a bilateral then with the European bloc. Mm. Because then you can have then other countries like Switzerland, Austria, uh, then flying via Frankfurt is the next step. Then you are increasing the pool. So probably you have to in a gradual, because we've been told in a gradual manner. So you cannot just say, okay, yeah, we want, yeah, so you start with the one country and gradually you could go to Europe mm -hmm. and gradually you move out as the 
situation un unwinds because we do not know with this pandemic how it moves in because like like, like now when you now look at october november it's going to be winter time in europe mm -hmm. and this thing or actually <laughs> went viral <laughs> yeah during winter yeah <laughs> and now that it was summer although some scholars are saying that this disease doesn't um confine itself to temperature whether it's hot or cold mm -hmm. but that is the situation when you look at the case of south africa mm -hmm. we are right now in winter mm -hmm. things are changing now in the case of namibia it's also that like now that we moved into june you can see in july how cases are rapidly moving because yeah. that may have a connotation so these are the kinds of things that we need to look at in terms of mortality so that we can gradually um, open up um, okay, I've got a question. Um, I'm listening to, to some of the modalities you're putting in place. Mm. There seem to be a lot of challenges, and like, like you've stated, staying in quarantine facilities for 12 days and then um, at own cost and all of this. And, and, and it's almost like somebody listening is, the first thing you say is, well, the solution is look within the borders. Mm. Um, how do we encourage Namibians mm. to, to travel more? Because one of the main complaints is that the prices are just not feasible for locals. Um, for lodges and so forth. Um, uh, uh, is there, um, the, the tourism board perhaps encouraging um, uh, lodges and, 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 and the hospitality industry as a, as a collective to kind of make their packages attractive for the local market? Because if I have to travel, I don't need to stay in a 14-day quarantine facility. I can go to my preferred lodge and, and do perhaps and, and, and spend uh, maybe not the same amount that a tourist would spend, but mm. spend a good portion of my money there and uh, at no at no loss to, to, to a lodge. Yeah, I perfectly I hear you because when we were then allowed to freely move around as Namibians, mm. um, that was um, in May, I think we had a, mm. one of the public holidays there when mm. people went down to the coast and all this type of thing. Mm. In, fact, that is, in fact, that is what we've been encouraging to say. We've been locked down for a couple of couple of months now that we are unlocked at least we wanted to travel throughout our own country mm. and definitely there were or there are also ongoing discussions for the private sector to consider during this time possibly providing or offering special prices but again it's a business decision that people ought to make mm. because some or probably this is a secondary business on the sidelines because I always had uh, last year we had discussions up in north and when I was inviting these business people mm. for a forum, have two discussions on a, on a Friday, then they told us, no, I have a construction business there, and that is just my kind of a side chick business. Mm. Side so, hustle. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's not an important, it's not an important issue. Yeah. As long as I get whatever dollars I get, mm. in addition, probably to supplement mm. my mm. major business. So mm. some people, it's like a hobby kind of a thing. Some people, it's a true business. Mm -hmm. So those who make it as a true business definitely have conformed to that. So if you see the likes of Namibia Wildlife Resorts, they are offering $600 for four persons in a room, which is unheard of in the tourism industry. Mm. Usually it's the person sharing. Mm. So at least I understand that when I had a discussion with them, most weekends, Etosha National Park, Sources Play, which is the main attractive highlights, attraction highlights in Namibia, are fully booked because we can only, as Namibians, travel during weekends. It's the only time when we have off time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, regrettably, we can't, unless you have a holiday, yes. a vacation holiday, then you can do in the weekdays because weekdays normally it's, or sort of an off-peak for them, but weekends. So, but we would continue to be encouraging them to provide special specials because currently we have been, we are in discussion with Namibia 
uh, Broadcasting Corporation to go into an MU, MOU to possibly provide also special rates for advertising because you also have to communicate also yeah. if you have the specials to people so that yes. people are aware. Yes. But then if the advertising cost becomes too costly, <laughs> then also make but I know because you guys want to also earn salaries because you need to have advertising. That's how you make your money. Mm. But <laughs> so all these things need to it's be a give looked and take. At, uh, yeah it's a give and take kind of thing. Yeah. So if you guys are also offering us special rates for <laughs> advertising we would probably encourage these guys who have off special <laughs> offers yes. to then do so. People make people make fun of Odigui <laughs> on social media. Vistorina Matilas is a side chick business. <laughs> Bradley Kubi said, "Side chick business, ahaba man." <laughs> so people are commenting. Maybe you can read a few comments here if they have questions or whatever. Kubis. Okay, let me see if I can find a couple that we can show. But by the way, um, just before I start reading the comments, um, advertising on Informante Radio is free. Yes, of I, charge. Was, I was going to say, but yes. people didn't think yeah. or, 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 as our or public relations news. officer yes. to put that on record. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, but yes. while you look at the questions, um, uh, perhaps um, I, I, I do have um, another another question, uh, Mr. Dihu. Um, there, there, and I and I would like you to set this record straight because this seems like there's uh, there's so many opinions on this. Um, there are opinions that uh, the tourist industry is not being uh, 100, uh, transparent, 100% transparent, in because um, they've reported, a lot of them have reported losses, so they're saying that they've really suffered um, exorbitantly because of, of, of the COVID-19 uh, and, and lockdown, obviously, with the, the tourist market not being able to, to, to access their lodges and so forth. But uh, these are lodges that have been profitable over years. Um, so we're looking at what four four months now five months perhaps mm. at the most five months is is it uh, and, and and I would because some of us perhaps don't understand how lodges work is it a fair assessment to say well um, I haven't been making money for 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 three or four months now um, my business is sinking there is no way out I need to retrench or I need to let go of people um, when you have been making money all, all the other years yeah, it's a yes and no, um, mm. because you have sort of three layers of tourism businesses. Mm -hmm. There would be one-man business, for example, I could have a tour facilitating company as a business, and when I get the tours, I'll hire a car from a car rental company, I'll then hire a guide for that specific period. Mm -hmm. Whatever income that I then make becomes uh, income for the business because yes. it's owned by one person. Yes. So I end and the business provides me a salary. But usually that type of businesses is not operated in the manner that I'm currently saying. Mm -hmm. Instead, people will use that money and buy flashy cars with it instead of investing it, investing it in the business. Mm -hmm. And once the situation like this has happened, definitely they will go broke. Mm -hmm. Then you have the upper market businesses which are operated like companies with the board of directors mm -hmm. and things like and like of those definitely when they finished at the end of a financial year there is a retained earnings that companies do keep mm -hmm. for running operation purposes mm -hmm. and those probably should not have such an excuse to say they have gone bust mm -hmm. because at least over a time only can you go bust because mm -hmm. you have made investments yes. mm -hmm. in terms of your cash so for, for because you were seeing yourself up sustaining your operations going forward mm -hmm. so that's a different operations mm -hmm. whereas then you have bah. the ones in the middle who are 
graduating from a one-man business probably to kind of a business, the middle ones. Mm -hmm. So these are ones that might have already injected capital in terms of through loans mm -hmm. from banks, yes, because yes. if you want to build a guest house, a lot you have to go and get the loan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that loan needs to be repaid. Yes. So that probably takes a quite a high proportion of your cost in terms of your income. Yes. So you are likely, if you did not make business, you are likely to uh, be bankrupt. So those are the ones that have already gone, some of them have gone to the banks to ask for holiday relief. Mm -hmm. But as you also know the banks, yeah. Um, of course, they also need money. <laughs> so people are having challenges yeah. for the banks to provide uh, a relief. I mean, in only like for example, we don't make money as Namibia Tourism Board. We live on tourism levies. Mm. That's why sometimes when you talk about specials for Namibians, I also get shivering in the bone in my backbone. Is <laughs> if I give you three hundred dollars, what how much do I get as a tourism board in terms of levies? Yeah. The more you sell, I guess I get more levies to be paid the salary. But otherwise, because I have to go to government for a bailout. Yeah. So imagine, we are also in such a same boat that mm. we do not get levies. Mm. But we have a building, and we've been working on talking to FNB, but they're not budging to give us a holiday relief for, oh. for, for three, three, months. three months. No, go and get a letter from government in which the government is telling you they're not going to fund you. Mm. Then we can talk. Yeah. 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 But I'm saying, but I have a building that has cost it value in its own, yes. which I can use yes. for you to give me that relief. So yes. these are the challenges that you are getting. So it's twofold. It depends mm. where you are in the hierarchy mm. of the business. Mm. If you have been in upper eclones and you have been making money and you operate like a sound business, mm. definitely you should have made investments mm. for the rainy, not the rainy days, but for days like this. For days this like ones. this, yeah. Yeah, mm. so, so it's a mix, <laughs> mix, mix of, of yeah. all. Never, they like to stout see and kinkies. That's an echel net of your phone. The comments, they. I know, I know. We're gonna get to the comments. New Mr. Digo, I just wanna, I just wanna ask. So, so, um, I mean, I'm sure the the this pandemic came out of nowhere, and and um, if nothing else, it has taught all of us a couple of lessons, especially the the tourism industry. Of course, now, I mean, you have learned how devastating it can be in a situation like this where there is no uh, um, uh, influx of tourists from, from abroad, from beyond our borders. So looking forward, are there, is there maybe a shift in the mentality of the industry just to try and, and ramp up local tourism? So maybe mm -hmm. to, to sort of mitigate the... I mean, we don't foresee another COVID-19 or COVID-21. <laughs> <but. laughs> Actually, probably, I must say... The perception out there uh, is that there isn't no uh, local tourism, but definitely mm. there is local tourism. Yeah. When you look at the World Travel and Tourism Business Council's uh, statistics that they provide to mm. countries, mm. Uh, in 2010, domestic tourism contributed more in terms of uh, to the tourism industry contribution to GTB in terms of inter rather than the international. Uh -huh. Because why? Because the tourism is a mix. You look at those who are going on leisure, like she wants to travel to Etosha or so. That's a different group. Mm -hmm. Then you have the business traveling, where people go for business meetings, conferences, and all these other things, mm -hmm. workshops, mm -hmm. where these people also do go and sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's another big part yeah. of domestic tourism. Yes. And that has been the segment, actually, that has been carrying the tourism industry, mm. but you know most of the hotels that used to have conferencing facilities are suffering big time yes. because 
us as Namibians are no longer also doing business. Well, no tourism. Yeah, of course they got no gathering. That is now we go to 251. So maybe we should we will be opening but then we don't know even probably Trasco doesn't have money any longer so you yeah. might not want to use conference facility outside exactly. so that already is another contributory yeah. factor as well yeah. so but the leisure segment is the one that we are battling with mm. but not in that we are battling with it's also the attitude in our own behaviors mm. because you have the weekend farmer so every weekend you just go to your farm mm. or if you have holidays we go up north then we do weddings mm. the whole December and then you are tending your land because you have to do mahangu so and you don't have time mm. for traveling mm. except probably the youngsters like never them who are be liking people that definitely those ones can probably travel so we're looking at who are the people that we actually have to target yes. to speak to them and give them information mm. about what you can do in your own country than rather than looking at the entire populace for example mm. yeah. and then maybe that way if you do the target one we'll probably target the correct people to be able to travel but then again the other issue is also you have a mixed provision of facilities in terms of accommodation mm. the cheapest is the camping but mm. definitely talk to a namibian Clam clamping <coughs> and namibians are refusing because they are afraid of the spinal cop and uh, slang slang and all this type of thing but i mean you have grown up in this country with those things but yet you have a some sort of a phobia <laughs> some sort of they've a been phobia. afraid of the scent in their uh, toes. Yeah. <laughs> some sort of a phobia that you do not want to camp because that's also that option yes hmm. all right uh let me read comments, Neville. Oh my goodness! Are you happy now? Yeah. Yeah. Zoned out of this interview just for mm. the comments. Maximus, uh, yeah. instigator, it's holy boy, <laughs> is asking: Is there any board or committee that controls local tourism fairs to encourage local travels? Okay, can yes, can yes, can yes, can yes, read comments. Hello, hello. I got Fandaka pay. Don't tell me what to do. Simon Amushira. Did we get paid? Yes. It's the 25th anyway. We say, I, I paid my listen, staff members today. Listen to this privilege. <laughs> mm. This people, you know, people I told you I don't have the other phone, so I don't ah. get the notification. No, you don't run out of money, so but, you don't care when you get paid. But you're supposed to know it's the 25th today. <laughs> come on. All right, come on, come on, let's come Chris Kribo uh, Mutanga. Yeah. It's more ex expensive to travel in Namibia than going to other countries for holidays. Why? Uh, Paulina Padwick saying, I need an answer for the question too, please. Which, where's that question? Let me go find it. <laughs> because they take somebody's uh, else's uh, Asino Kambikiti. How much is this payments for 14 days in quarantine? So how much does it cost basically to quarantine yourself for 14 days? And uh, Mr. Joseph Kafunda. Hey. <laughs> That's jo a busy body, that one. <laughs> jo Joseph and I were, were, were at the same school in high school. Uh, we're in the same grade, but very active guy, definitely. Anyway, he's saying, thank you, Mr. Digu. Uh, could you please advise us when will the government and NTB sit down and have guide regulated, regulate, guides regulated in Namibia, I think. Tour guides, I presume. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. probably I'm, that, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm presuming. Mm. Okay, um, and Simon Amushira, uh, 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 Digu, we from London, UK, I was last year at the, a lodge... And it's very expensive at the lodges. We end up staying with Old Neville Mar and Old Neville's house. Lich. <laughs> Lice. Yeah. 
Uh, I also really want to benefit. Benefit from what? Wait, is, is there benefits being passed around here? And why am I not part of that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Vosia Alana Greenwood never says Luderitz. Yeah. Anyway, I think most lodges are discouraging local people by making their prices unreasonable. We are not their target market. Right? Corona has humbled them, so we will go support them out of solidarity, but they should make more specials for Namibians in the future. So I guess they should also make an effort to meet us. Halfway. Yeah. But he just said some of us are not the target market. It's no, a, those it's, a side, it's a side chick business. No, those, <laughs> come on. those of you guys that I are. didn't mean it in that manner. I didn't say people must take their side chicks on tours. <laughs> No, for Simona Majira, tell him in London. He gets British pounds, which is the strongest. Yes. I think it's 22 against yes. the Namibian dollar. <laughs> so man. he can be able to afford. Yeah. He shouldn't be play, complaining because these are the ones, tourists that we are looking for. Yeah. To come pay pounds. Pound, because yeah. that's how the prices are structured. Mm. But as far as the pricing committee or a body, it, Namibia is a free market economy. Mm -hmm. And... If you are to collude prices, you are running into trouble with the Namibia Competition Commission mm. because you should price rightly, but, well, I don't know what you mean, what is right, but that is how people do prices. Mm. As far as the tour guides are concerned, yes, currently the issue is, why he is coming up with this issue is that if you are to do tours in South Africa as a Namibian guide, you need to be licensed in South Africa. So you should uh -huh. have studied fauna and flora and all culture issues in South Africa and certain exams and you pass mm -hmm. and then they give you a sort of a license to operate. Okay. Same happens in Botswana. In fact, it's rough in Botswana because when you go in, no other tour guide other than those residing in Botswana are allowed to guide tours in any national park. Mm -hmm. So if you come with your guide, your guide will sit as a passenger and you Listen Botswana. to the actual guide. Yeah, because he is the expert <laughs> yeah. of Botswana. So. Yeah. But at Satak level, there were these discussions. Yeah. So there has been, for the last three years, they call it the trade-in services, yeah. which has to be ratified. And part of these trade-in services requires countries to unbundle, especially tour guiding. So anybody can, as long as you meet visa requirements of temporary work permit, and then you can guide. Mm. And then the other services that we're looking at is the restaurants and hotels. So that whoever wants to come open a hotel in Namibia can open it. Or you Namibians can go and open it in Botswana. So this is the kind of things that are happening. And as a result of it, we have not made any movements to try and implement tour guide regulations and licensing them. Mm. Uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the rationale behind it. Because this thing, why now license people and then after a few months cancel such a gazette and then yeah. once these ratifications are done but probably because of the COVID nothing has moved so far but it has been at a very advanced stage um, as far as that is, uh, is, is concerned but for the pricing and the humbleness we appreciate that people have realized that and they are traveling in Namibia for, for sake of solidarity but we hope and inspire and continue to encourage the tourism industry to try and really look at yeah. pricing for Namibians. But also that the other problem of the Namibians, being also me, 
especially uh, black Namibians, when you get paid, look at this tomorrow and Saturday, people buy, let's say, a brand new whiskey bottle that costs about $1,000. It's on, on. Tell them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But then you want us, how if you go to a hotel, start to get a $350 a night. Yes. How do you go start And to pay three fifty <laughs> for the bottle of whiskey that you paid $1,000 for. Yeah, so and that's, a, that's a kind of thing. So the lifestyle that we do, but yet you want somebody to, for a hotel to give you a lower price, but... The amount of money you spend on some luxury items, because the tourism is also a luxury item, yes. which you need to consider in your budget at, you. a, at a certain level. So but, but we need to balance. Thank you. What 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 you what are you making the point I was making two days ago? So I thank you very much. Me. Yeah, this war, Owen. Yeah, luxury. Corolla be Mercedes Benz Nadine Benz, morning, Q, Meniev. Out, Chiramwe. Uh, Voskia, Vosia, is that Voskia or Vosia? Anyway, Alana Greenwood number says, uh, if they legalize Dacha, I might sleep in the bush. Camping is not for me. Velile Nelumbo Nashandi. Another one, how inclusive is the process of uh, selecting which tourism service providers are going to be part of this initiative? All right, uh, that it's not just the previously advantaged as uh, has been the norm, considering the monopoly they seem to enjoy in uh, the industry. Okay, it's interesting. Well, let me, maybe let me just add one more and then we can bundle them mm. together. By Dead Christophe, my sister-in-law. COVID-19, you guys are all watching me in the morning. Uh, I feel like I'm being spied on. COVID-19 humbled us all. Namibians uh, is met Cape Town Opi Kopgeslan. Namibia has so much more to offer, not just the coast, sources play, Etosha, and the beautiful Okavango. Ninet Cape Town to Hartlopi Neville. Okay, mm. maybe, maybe we can just quickly touch uh, on, 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 on the... No, actually, just uh, because uh, there's a Max, <coughs> Maximus that's mm. complaining that the question was not answered. I don't know if it was asked. And Helga also had uh, this all the way at the bottom just says, Hi, Mr. Digu, can you please we look at the 14-day quarantine on tourists? We already lost bookings from tourists who are helping, um, who are hoping on coming back mm. from July, August on tourists. I don't know. No tourists tourist. wants to spend more than 14 days in our country. Mm. So that. I think that's the question of whether okay. whether there's ways around this 14 days. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know what the other question was, but yeah. Uh, who was the person who was uh, saying the question? Was? Maximus. I think I have eye problems as well. Maximus? Maximus instigator. Holly, oh, the word okay. instigator already tells is me. Is it the one, <laughs> the one <laughs> that says, is, the is, board is there any board or a committee that controls local tourism fairs to encourage local travels? Yeah, that regulates pricing. That pricing... Uh, I thought it was answered, no? Yeah, yeah but it was, it's the free economy. Oh, Sebi Uyana Kapitako is watching from Baltimore. Oh, Thank nice. you for tuning, is this, for tuning in this morning. Kafunda is back. Uh, opening the borders for international tourists has its uh, good and bad. What the government must consider is who will be at highest risk when serving these clients at the tourist facilities, the employer or employee example, the reception, waiter, housekeepers, uh, bartenders, etc., not the employer. So mm. the following questions remain a great concern. Four questions. One, 
<laughs> Will the employer assist such an employee with uh, the medical costs once infected? Mm-hmm. Two, what happens if the employee is laid off for a month to recover? Who bears the cost of uh, taking care of their families? Three, will the NTB inspectors uh, do prior inspections or checks before tourists have received uh, or are received to see if the measures are in place? And the last one, uh, tourism is said to be the highest GDP contributor, but yet the lowest paying industry in Namibia. Staff work without proper working contracts, no medical aid, no pension funds, nothing. Yet they have to risk their lives in situations like now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Well, uh, wow. Kafunda himself is a business, business operator in tourism industry, so I hope he pays his staff. So yeah, yeah. Good salary. <laughs> <laughs> He's a tour operator. <laughs> you are the industry. What are you complaining about? What are you I don't have medical aid. Does he staff have medical aid for that matter? Yeah. yeah, I hope I would summarize and answer some of them quickly. Um, the issue of traveling, it's expensive in Namibia than traveling abroad. Of course, I've said earlier, some of us, most of us are now nowadays having vehicles, so you could do the self-driving. Mm-hmm. So that will probably be cheaper. Unfortunately, we know Namibia is a vast country, so you need to have enough money for your petrol mm-hmm. <laughs> to put in your vehicle. If yeah. You, uh, yes. uh, yeah, the only major expense probably would be your accommodation, which we said there would be options of camping, which some of them are saying, unless they... Take Dacha, then they can <laughs> not do the, to the <laughs> no, not But definitely, yeah. You see, when you go to urban centers like Swakopun and Wolfis, but at least the offering and options are mm. better. Mm. Because sometimes you can, although some people say Airbnb is illegal, but I guess Airbnb is <coughs> um, there, disruptive technology, that is what we call it. <laughs> you can then stay in a flat mm. with your family, like away from home, that's an option that you have. The only difficulty is when you go to the remote areas where you only have about two or three lodges mm. who then ups the prices. Mm. Unfortunately, as a tourism business organization, we cannot force people to reduce their prices, but we can encourage them to reduce their price. So that's, that, that's unfortunately the situation in what we have in Namibia. And secondly... Because of the space and openness and solitude that we do offer, we sell Namibia as a boutique luxury destination internationally. Mm. Mm. And that probably is paired with the pricing Pricing, as well. Mm. Whereas you could go to Phuket, it would be cheaper to go to Malaysia and over the thing because the options that you have, you have very cheap options. And then, of course, you have a lot of flights, airlines, your air tickets could be cheaper Mm. and therefore your holiday could be cheaper, but then it's a different ballgame altogether mm. in Namibia mm. because of the... Uh, we do not have such high level of accommodation mm. provide service providers in the country except in urban centers. So that's mm. the issue that you are sitting with. Now with the opening up of the borders, we are not going to select any business to say you are the operator A, B, and Hotel Z and Y who must package and work on that. Mm. It will go uh, go continue as business as usual. Mm. When this happens, the businesses must market themselves mm. and seek clients, mm. especially those who are tour operators because the ones, tour operators are the ones who are putting the packages together, who makes the deals with the hotels mm. and decide to which hotels and lodges would they take the tourists. Mm. So that characteristic of the industry will still continue. So it's about 
how active and proactive you will be in terms of getting uh, the, uh, the, as they say, early bed catches the warm. So yeah. that's the situation that is going to happen. As for the staff, of course, we have done the protocols in, because what the government said is that the protocols that have been issued under the emergency rules and regulations will still stay in place, meaning the staff must be provided with adequate and appropriate uh, protective gear. Mm -hmm. Social distancing must be adhered to. So those things are not disappearing. Mm. They, as they have been approved, will exist. So the employers or lodge owners must make sure that this is being done. Mm. Of course, when people get sick, of course, there are options. Probably they will be taken to government facilities because currently quarantine and all these type of things are happening in government facilities. You need to report it. Mm -hmm. uh, or employers, of course, can... I'm not sure what is the arrangement because some <coughs> employers provide benefits such as medical aid and things like that mm -hmm. because it's not mandatory in terms of laws in Namibia mm -hmm. that if you employ somebody, you need to provide him with a pension, you need to provide him with medical aid. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get a what we call a restaurant package mm -hmm. or cafeteria and then you decide yourself whether you are going to get the medical aid yourself or whether you're going to take out a pension with, uh, let's say, all mutual or sun lumps so yeah. that decisions is left after you. So there is a kind of different arrangement. So depending on an arrangement, of course, decision would have to be made whether you are going to pay by yourself the medical cost or whether it's the employer or is it the government facilities that you would be put in. But as I said, we fed when fed as Namibia Tourism Board, although it's not our responsibility, we went to provide what we call a toolkit, a guidebook, to say for a restaurant, that is what you need to do, which you need to have in place. So much distance in between. Mm. If you are a hotel, room cleaning, that is what needs to happen. If you are a tour operator for your cars, you need to sanitize it in this manner. You need to have this on board. Although these are not in overarching regulations of government, but we provided more details mm. for people to really help themselves, mm. kind of help themselves. So if you follow those type of protocols, obviously you have to reduce or mitigate. But unfortunately, sometimes... No matter whether it is an international tourist, it could also be me. I mean, you know, you are like you want to not travel weekends. Mm -hmm. So if you are sick and you have been saying you are coughing when you are arrived here, we don't know. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you could be passing passing that also to yeah. the employees. So it's not only interna it's not only about international tourists passing yes. it. It could be anybody, also yeah. local Namibians. So mm. we should be mindful of that in the manner we are. Uh, are saying this so that is the situation i hope i have captured mm. all right let's 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 uh, throw a couple more in uh, simon amushira uh, okay i will come next year and i will contact you odigu for discount mm. uh, <laughs> our norwegian correspondent estomi uh, morning you all uh, i am all ears i can't wait for airports to run smoothly so i can finally visit there and enjoy my holiday um, pinias gigs yakamati Great to see you, Mr. Nawab. Uh, COVID-19 will die soon and everything will be back to normal because there is nothing that is permanent, except for tax. Tax, tax is permanent. You just, just pay your taxes, guys. Um, Julie Takert? Yeah, never. Uh, you Lose must me. help me with this white surnames, man. Lose I thought went to a Katutura school. Lies Joseph Barnabas we just came back from Etosha. It was amazing. Thank you for the specials, NWR Namibians. Please make use of this amazing There offer. we go. There we go. <laughs> yes. Janine Nina Nikinor. Uh, the problem with running restaurants is the rent that's 
another problem restaurant owners are facing. That's why most restaurants do not last. It's not because there are no customers. It's because of the rental fees. Mm. Okay. okay? Um, Christian Ave, Avendano. Big problem is that no tourist is coming if he has to go for quarantine. I think that is going to be a big stumbling block that, uh, of course, uh, NTB and government will have to figure out a way around it. Uh, I mean, we did throw around some options, like, yeah. uh, for instance, I mean, you could be quarantined at the facility where you want to visit, um, at least for the first 14 days. Uh, anyway, Helga Kavedemburuka Kapitako. Hi, Digu. Can we relook at the 14 days quarantine on tourists? We already lost bookings from tourists who were hoping on coming back from July, August. No tourists want to spend more than 14 days in one country. Yeah, okay. I read that comment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cubase, did Tate answer my question? Payment for 14 days. What, the, the, cost, the cost of quarantine? Yeah, no, the, the announcement was very clear from the government mm. that it shall be on, on cost. And I said earlier in the program, mm. who would want to come and be quarantined mm. in a facility predetermined by government, which you do not know what kind of a facility mm. they do at Maybe it's not must, up to par. Yeah, and then you must pay for it. I said I would have been very happier to be quarantined maybe at my first entry point lodge, mm. Mm for 14 days and I could have still do part mm. of what I've come to mm. do for. Mm. So to take, to, to, to answer to other question as well, government has made these announcements, but as I said, we have discussions with a special advisor to the president on Friday and we will put this to him or, or to this, on this platform to see whether some considerations can be made after mm. having looked at it. So I would urge people to then whatever cancellations you have and experiences that you are having to email us at info at namibiatourismoneword.com.na so that we have also this information in black and white mm. for to support if there were cancellations and people are saying they are cancelling because of the 14-day quarantines that would have loved to come. We need to have this information so that we go with concrete evidence to say, yes, people, the moment that the announcement was made, we are going to open borders, people were willing to travel, but the moment they had, we are going to quarantine you at your own cost. The cancellations have happened. People are staying back to say, once that is lifted, that provision or condition of quarantining, we will then be visiting Namibia. So if we can get some sort of information to have to arm ourselves, also the armory helps a great deal. Mm. I mean, if, if it's bilateral, maybe we can split it between the, the country of origin. Ha, one week there, one week here. That's two no, weeks of last, quarantine. Now that you are talking about it, last night somebody, because we were on the NBC COVID program with yeah. the minister and one of the caller was saying, maybe the person must self-quarantine seven days ahead of time, mm. let's say in Germany, mm -hmm. and then be tested. And once you are cleared 72 hours before time, then you only quarantine yourself at your own cost for seven, seven days in Namibia, mm. that makes it much more shorter for you to be traveling around. Yeah. Mm. But again, that's the issue. Question is, if I have taken my holiday, must I use my first seven days in Germany to self-quarantine mm. myself mm. and then travel? Yeah. I mean, all there are I'd rather take all 14 in a, pre a preferred lodge, let's say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quarantine in another country. In another country, I'm saying oh, yes. Because yeah. other options that are being thrown around is to say, okay, fine. When the people come, we screen, they don't show any symptoms of high temperatures and whatever. You people are on a 12-day tour. Maybe somewhere in between, at the sixth day of the tour, mm -hmm. if then the government set up 
mm. points where this person can go and then be tested on day six. Mm. And if that person is cleared on day six, of course, the rest of these other six days, that person will still be fine. Mm. And then the person can fly out instead of quarantining the people. Mm. That mm. you can maybe in the middle of the tour mm. tell people, okay, maybe if you are in a Kunene area, the testing center is at Ocho. So mm. if you know you are halfway in a tour, you could go to Ocho and be tested. But then again, the question is, who do we have the fa facilities, mm. the equipment, the testing kits? Because as a mm. country, I think we have a battle with that. Mm. Yeah. So will that be available if you want to do that? And mm. who would fund for it? Mm. So there are all options are there, mm. but even implementation and is yeah. costly. Mm. So those are the challenges that we are having. Because, I mean, you have a situation where in UK, UK had announced about two weeks ago that you can travel. Mm. We don't have a problem. But on arrival into UK, mm. you must go into self-isolation. Mm. Mm. And then airlines and everybody are not, not flying because the clients are not willing mm. to do the self-isolation. But then you have Spain, on the other hand, who said, okay, British, we will welcome you. We don't do quarantine. Come and have a holiday. Mm. And yeah, they had the highest says, infectious rates yeah. per se. But then you know as a British citizen, when you come back, you must self-isolate for 14 days. Mm. Yeah. Now, now is, mm. is, 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 I mean, this is obviously a, a big stumbling block, not just for Namibia, but for... For I the entire yeah, global for, tourism for, industry. Yes, with, uh, with uh, quarantining. So is, is, is government willing to, to budge on that? I mean, for, for instance, I'm looking at the situation in, in Walfish Bay where we have no more isolation facilities. So even people who are testing positive are being told to go self-isolate at home. Mm. So can't we apply that same logic to the tourists when they come? Yeah, that could be an option. It's like Neville was saying, if you are a hunting person, I as the business mm. takes the risk, make sure when I bring this tourist, there's a minimal interaction with my employees and all this type mm. of thing and then they do their shooting when they come back mm. they shouldn't be at the slaughtering facility now that my employees yeah. slaughter the animal afterwards you come and look at your trophy which they call the horns or the mm. head uh, this is the, what they refer to and then if you are happy then they will take it to taxidermy mm. and then they would clean it up and give you your trophy mm. Mm. um okay i don't know if it's a parting question because of time but um as we slowly lose hope of a vaccine anytime soon, I mean, I think now people are predicting three to five years uh, of this new normal uh, with COVID-19. Um, do you foresee the tourist, uh, tourism industry surviving? Yeah, I think like the other caller said or input they made, I mean, these things do happen because when I looked at it in history, every 10 years something does happen. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, we were in a situation where we had Ebola and SARS. Mm -hmm. But of course, in that case, it was very much localized. Mm -hmm. Ebola was on West Africa. Mm -hmm. SARS, we had it in Asia. Mm -hmm. But now with this one, it's just that the spread is just global. Mm -hmm. But what I have read this morning was British, the Oxford University well, had commissioned that so the vaccine has been done. They've been doing the trials in the UK. Mm -hmm. I have heard this week or next week, South Africa is doing the trials mm -hmm. like through University of Witz, mm -hmm. Witz mm -hmm. So it looks like there's options of vaccine being available sooner mm -hmm. because it's global. Mm -hmm. 
U, um, USA is doing the same because mm. it is global. I believe there is a more impetus in trying to get the vaccine rather than the case when it was Ebola, it was just a pocket. It's your problem. It is your problem. Yes. As a world, we have other things to yes. do, but this is a world problem, mm -hmm. global problem. Yes. And therefore, more efforts will be made to try and get a vaccine solution faster than the case of HIV AIDS mm. or Ebola's that took mm. longer mm -hmm. to, to, to provide. So I believe and I'm hopeful that it will be because they are talking about 18 months mm -hmm. maximum so or probably lesser than that so if these trials are done in south africa because they've been identifying people because the problem we have in southern africa is the underlying conditions but not underlying conditions as similar as in western country our country underlying conditions are more largely driven by hiv aids mm -hmm. so if such a person contracts the coronavirus what's an impact so what they are looking at is they are looking at samples of those people who have already been infected mm. but who are having hiv aids how they respond with this vaccine and then others with the other underlying conditions such as diabetes so that's the kind of trial run they are doing the same will be done also in brazil which has a bigger um, yeah. infection rate so and probably within the next three to four months maybe we'll get the results to see what is the impact mm -hmm. of, 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 of that vaccine and whether it could be rolled out sooner mm -hmm. or whether they still need time to do more testing and maybe rejiki and the, the, uh, the composition of different ingredients that they will be putting into mm -hmm. the vaccine. Okay. okay, but in the event there's nothing, mm -hmm. do you yeah. foresee the tourism industry surviving? <sighs> That's a, a difficult one, but like now Dubai is open up, uh, people have started flying, mm -hmm. so it depends because there is an appetite. People really want to travel. Yes, that's true. But they said those are there. Others would have a risk to mitigate. Wouldn't want to travel until they know everything is safe. There are those who are adventurers and risk takers mm. that would want to travel, like Neville's them. Mm. Okay. I see. I see. There are twelve <laughs> new cases this morning. <laughs> Hold on. Let me. Announced. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just want to get to to a couple of comments before we run out of time. Quickly. Yeah. Um, Fred Baz. Yes, Baz. Okay. Uh, let the tourists be quarantined in the intended destination. I mean, at the first point of entry. Uh, Wilson Sebastian Ngulia. Uh, good morning, mister. What about us taxpayers? We did not get our 750. <laughs> 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 and we are no longer working because of COVID-19. Apparent, uh, but, but where, what does that have to do with the tourism industry? Mm. Um, uh, Anna Lukavika, all right. I'm a tour operator from Europe and I sold few, few tours for this year. But uh, after last news about tourist situation, my clients just want to change their tours to other countries, they want to travel with pleasure, not with stress. I love your country, and it's uh, a pity that uh, the money from my clients will go to other countries. Don't worry, you can bring it back when we've sorted it out. Just <laughs> yeah. don't go for good. <laughs> yeah. our, our country will welcome you anytime. Dol, del, Delphin, Mwepu, Ilunga. Uh, nobody can come into a country and stay for 14 days somewhere at uh, one facility at own cost. They will prefer to stay in their country or else go to a, des a destination that does not require any quarantine. Okay? Um, Ooh, okay, somebody's sending their cell phone number here. You know, other people can also see the number that you send, right? Not the on, only the person that you tagged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, uh, <laughs> Ursula Ushi Visa. Visa? 
Uh, vaccine, do we know the after effects and side effects? Do you think vaccine is the solution? Now Digo must become a medical expert <laughs> <Yeah>. also now. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I don't think there are any, any pertinent questions. Of course, most of the issues that are coming through via the comments are things that we did already touch on during the course of the conversation already. Um, unless you guys have something else that you want to chew on quickly. No, I think um, most of the questions that we basically had, mm. um, I think um, uh, the general public out there, um, I mean, addressed it thoroughly this morning. Mm. So, um, um, yeah. It was just good to have you in the studio. Yes, I never, because, I mean, like they said, traveling should not be stressful. Mm -hmm. So as long as I realize it's going to be stressful, I'd rather not travel. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So definitely quarantining is one of those elements that puts stress already before you even think of traveling. So yeah. I don't want people to go into depression and create some anxiety and things like that, unlikely. So we are looking at how we can mitigate this issue. So hopefully probably sometime next week we could again revert back once we have done a bit, little bit advanced discussions mm. on this matter mm. because we've only started yesterday mm. and because the head of state really wants us before 15th of mm. July to come up with a plan. Mm. And of course, but there has to be forth and back discussions and see how can what would be the workable solution yes. at the end of the day before we can then formally say that is the way forward. Mm. Currently, everything is just fizzy at this point in time. So, but other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed the show uh, <laughs> because it's the first time I get to find myself in a situation as lively as this one. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for that. <laughs> no. and, and just before I let you go, I think there's a mandate here that was uh, added to your to your many responsibilities from one of our, our, our listeners or viewers. Uh, what Mr. Digu could be doing now is to lobby on our behalf to government for a possibility to waive the quarantine during the trial period. <laughs> yeah, that, of course I said so. <laughs> <laughs> we are looking at that. Oh, there could be options. Maybe the quarantine time of the testing period we may not probably get through but then there's the option of stage two so we could then already start lobbying now yeah. to mm. see whether the stage two and it's open up in 12 september mm. then we can then have that and maybe for now probably for gold so it's a give and take thing so mm. yeah. our colleagues must understand because probably we haven't done that and that's why government feels strongly the quarantining and then once we have all the facts on the table and said because of this these are the limitations and we cannot get tourists mm. then of course they will probably they revisit uh, mm. their position on the quarantining. Mm. So there are a yeah. couple of ways how to do it or to skin the cat. Mm. All I'm just saying <coughs> is I will be I will be utilizing these six hundred dollar per night benefits that's currently on offer as much as I can until the tw until the twelfth of September. There are no kudos there. Huh? Are there no kudus there? He's <laughs> just, just trying to shoot a kudus. <laughs> no. So you are involved in poaching? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anything that's not a rhino is not considered poaching. <laughs> Shooting a kudu is 120,000, my friend. <laughs> thank you so much for, for coming into the studio here this morning. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. I think uh, everybody out there, um, you can see the passion that people ask these questions and, and the comments that they are making. Be people do have an interest in traveling. They have. Yeah. They live it or yeah. not. Yeah. 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 So it was very interesting. Yes. Mm. Mr. Naubeb, uh, thank you very much. Is it? Okay. Say, Egbalo, who said you? Say,
Mister Ngawet. Ya, amre. Ngawet. Nie, man, je verkeerd. Thank you. I, that's what I wanted to do. Ja, Ngawet. Thank you. Het zei, oh, miss, you could have corrected me of A. Say it again. So now, the, the little, the little, Damara royalty that I've enjoyed. It's gone. As no baby dear. No, I can't say. No, babe. No, babe. Yeah. Sure. Which one is that? No, it just needs for him to say it once. Then I'll. Because for all these years, I thought, Digo, that your surname is, is pronounced as, as no, babe. Then you would have find exclamation marks in front of it. Am I? Yeah. When you want to say no. Ah. So, so you don't so have the ex- exclamation yeah, I only have a slashes. Oh, just the slashes. That's my. Oh, okay. oh, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. Thank yeah, you. I'm also learning. All right, guys. Uh, thank you once again for joining us this morning. We we will of course be having you know follow up conversations, maybe okay. live in studio, maybe via the telephone, okay, just, just just to mm. touch. Hopefully base. after yeah. a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> I I will take the liberty of walking. Out to go out, but there's one issue that we quickly need to discuss. All right. What? We, I was ready to to to, to pack, pack up, up and leave. No, there's one issue. All right. Because the people would want to know. So who's the boss that needs to be paid? Okay. I'm. Oh. <laughs> you don't have enough time to crunch on that. Yeah, no, that is a whole discussion on its own. a whole discussion on its own. Who finds stories? Let us leave it for tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, and then we can just say Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think there's going to be enough time. By the way, people are complaining that you are. You must not sit there because they can only see you like this. They want to see your face. You must look at the camera. Must look at the camera. <laughs> anyway, we have like literally one minute on the clock. Exactly. I don't know uh, what Neville. Neville often stories. Neville beer comes Yeah, Neville beer comes Skinner for mm. So, um, should we leave it for so tomorrow? Is Friday. We're gonna have who in studio? Uh, we're having Maria in the studio we tomorrow. Maria morning. in studio. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave it for tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I'm sure by then the the story would have even developed. Developed. Yeah. And of course, if you want updates during the day, you can come check out Infomante News on Facebook. Um, and, and, and you can get more details there because I'm sure we will be following up on some of the stories as well. During yeah, the day. yeah. And, and also don't forget between 12 and 1, Derkas is sitting with uh, Omkris Yakobi's best friend, Mr. January, from the taxi and bus. What, what, what is those guys? Yeah, uh, mm. Taxi Association. Yes. Yeah. So that should be an interesting <laughs> conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Between 12 and 1, you can catch that live on Informante Radio. Okay, before Neville decides to drag us back on air, guys, we're out. out. Welcome to the morning.